I'd like to announce my book is ready. It's called A Pocket Full of Confidence. It's on Amazon by Nancy Lombardo, A Pocket Full of Confidence. It's a, a short read. It's a fun book. Check it out. Okay. Uh, let's see. I have to start up with some announcements here. Let me check this out. Oh, yeah, this is good. Okay. What do we got going on here? Okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this is very important. I'm going to start my show with this. All right, take notes, get a pencil. Here we go. The 51st anniversary of Earth Day is coming up Thursday, April 22nd. And uh, our friends at liveclimate.com, Music with a Mission, will be announcing the lineup of music artists in a virtual concert to celebrate our planet and the environment. For more information and updates, uh, check with www.liveclimate.com or follow them on Facebook at Live Climate. Why can't I say climate? It's so important. The climate is so important. Without it, we'd all be too cold or too hot. I don't know. Anyway, check that out. It's going to be very funny. Earth Day, 51st anniversary, liveclimate.com, music with a mission. I love it. you got to love it. Okay. Oh, I wish I had uh, queued up some earth music here, but I'll try to find some of the artists. It was supposed to happen, and uh, let's see, uh, last time and then whatever, COVID happened. And then like that. How about the High Line? Let's celebrate New York. Here we go. It's the perfect place to take a walk full of fun 
scanty weeds It looks down on pricey shops That feed all your fashion needs It's the High Line It's a park up in the sky The High Line Though I'm still not certain why People from all over Stroll and smile and stop The camera snap away Cause everything's a photo op The High Line Is a fine sign That things are looking up Strangers pass each other And they gladly say What's up You'll see the weirdest
stand-ups that shows were built around them and their persona. If 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 a, a writer who's just starting out hangs out at the clubs, you know, and befriends somebody who makes them laugh and and, and, and vice versa, you can start furnishing that you know, start with material, and right. they can start developing a relationship. And everybody gets a turn. It seems it, it, it seems like everybody gets a shot, and. The, the hope would be is when the person you're writing with or writing for gets a shot, you go along for that ride and you see how far it takes you. Right. You know, so that's still a very, very viable way to break in. That was Adam Zweibel. Alex, I can't even say my name. Alan Zweibel. Can't pronounce anything today. Oh, boy. Anyway, he's got a new book out called Laugh Lines. My Life Helping Funny People Be Funnier. Alan Zwy Bell. Okay, you want to check that out. Alan Zwy Bell. I'm looking to see where it's available, but if you just Google it, I'm sure you can find it. Okay, and uh, I don't know why I didn't announce where it was, but okay. Anyway, uh, oh, thank you, Boston publicist. <laughs> yes, thank you for your congratulations on a pocket full of confidence. Always, always. Don't forget April 22nd, Earth Day. Okay, check it out. All right, what do we got going on here? Let's have uh, a little bit of music, uh, more music to keep us going today. And, uh, oh, I know what I want to play. Let's see. There's so many uh, interesting things going on. I love Alan's Bell and all his writing. For those of you who don't know, Alan was also a writer on Saturday Night Live. And let's, let's see. I I want to put another one of his things. This is a cute story about Gilda Radner. The history of Alan. Let's celebrate Alan. And I will look up where you can get his book. And uh, great guy, fellow friar. I wanted to be a comedy writer. I always did ever since I was a little boy growing up on Long Island, but I was in... Uh, college and there was no courses, there was no curriculum, there was no way, there was no road to take to become a comedy writer. So I figured, gee, maybe I'll become a lawyer, have something to fall back on. And um, I, my grades were okay, but they made me take this test, uh, the, the law boards, the LSATs, are you familiar with this test? Which was, um, they're graded from 200 to 800. If you can write your name, you get a 200. If you're Albert Einstein, you get an 800. If you're me, I got a 390, which reclassified me as a mineral, like uh, right away. And I, I got a 390. I went home to Long Island, told my Jewish parents that I got a 390 on the law boards. And about a week later, this is after they uncovered the mirrors. And, um, <laughs> and got up from those wooden boxes that they had brought in. My father handed me, my father handed me $1,000, which I then handed to a guy named Stanley Kaplan. You, you know this guy? He's all over, he's got these schools where they teach you how to prepare to take standardized tests. And for six months, $1,000, six months I'm there with the, uh, the earphones on and the number two pencils and taking the old test and, and just really focusing on taking, retaking the law boards, which I did six months later where my score catapulted up to a 401. 
so I figured at that rate, I'd be 90 and my father would be broke by the time I got into an English-speaking law school. <laughs> so I started writing jokes for Catskill comedians, old comedians who were working the Borscht Belt, the Jewish Alps, called the Catskill Mountains. <laughs> the, the Catskill Mountains in the 50s and the 60s were the spawning ground for comedians. I wrote for every Morty, Dickie, Freddie, and uh, Lee that ever lived, okay? I'm 21, they're 50 years old, and they're paying me $7 a joke. That was the rate that I got, $7 a joke. And some of them were just real pains in the ass about it because they'd only pay me if the joke got a laugh. Yeah, so what I would do is I would get in my parents' car on a Friday or Saturday night, drive from Long Island up to the Catskill Mountains, to the Concord Hotel, to the Neville Grossingers, wherever it was. I'd sit in the back of the room, and I'd listen to my jokes being told. And then one of the comedians, the comedian would come off the stage, and he'd come up to me and says, boy, you know, that joke about paving the driveway really didn't get a laugh. And I said, gee, I, I heard a laugh. <laughs> and then we would bargain. And, 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 and I'd go home with four bucks, you know. So, you know, I was 21, they're 50. You know, it was like writing for my parents' friends. And I, there's different sensibilities, and I really didn't want to uh, write for them, but these were the only people that I knew. And I um, looked around and I go, no, I gotta change something here. I gotta change. And what I did was, there were two clubs in New York at the time. This is in the mid-70s now. It's a Catch a Rising Star and the Improvisation. There were two showcases where the newer breed of comedians at the time were coming through. So what I did was I took all the jokes that these older guys wouldn't buy from me, and I made it up into a stand-up comedy act for myself. And I went to the club, and my plan, my plan was to go on stage, deliver the jokes with the hopes that a manager, an agent, a TV executive, all of whom were hanging out at these clubs now, would like the material and give me a job. The first week that I'm there, I met a guy who was also starting out. His name is Billy Crystal. And he was starting, and we became fast friends. I lived in Woodmere, Long Island with my, my parents, and he lived in Long Beach, Long Island with his wife and kid. He's more mature than I am, okay? <laughs> and every night he would take his little blue Volkswagen and pick me up at my parents. By the way, in case it ever comes up in conversation, this is the international symbol for little blue Volkswagen, okay? <laughs> He would pick me up at my parents' house, we'd go into the city, tell our jokes, and then he would take me home. About four months into this experiment, I'm on stage about one o'clock in the morning, having the hardest time in the world making these six drunks from Des Moines laugh. <laughs> I get off the stage and I'm really upset, it was horrible, I go over to the bar and I'm hanging my head and waiting for Billy to get done so I can get a ride home. When a guy comes and he sits down next to me, and just starts staring at me, and staring at me, and finally I go, what? He goes, you know, you're the worst comedian I've ever seen in my life. I said, I know, why, why rub this in like this? What are you doing? He said, well, your material's not bad. Did you write it? I said, yeah. He said, can I see more of it? I said, you bet. I didn't even ask who it was at first, because I would have shown it to like a gardener at this point, okay? <laughs> Ends up, this guy is Lorne Michaels. <laughs> That's a great story. I, I love that. Alan Zweibel, Laugh Lines, My Life Helping Funny People Be Funnier. Uh, it's on Amazon. I found it for you. So get it there. I love all of his books. Really good. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. His book about Passover. That was pretty funny, too. <laughs> I forgot that. Uh, thank you, Gail, for reminding me. All right. So check that out. All right. We're keeping, I guess, uh, don't forget, my book, A Pocket Full of Confidence, is available on Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Check it out. Order it today. Thank you for that. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking for more uh I'm trying to find writer things, but let's see. Uh, what do we got going on? Okay. Boy, I like uh, I like this. This is uh, the Apple Sisters, which are kind of a comedy uh, girls team, I guess that's the way to say it, girls singing group. Hello, handsome, how do you do? Hello, handsome, what a brew. Hello, handsome, care to both with a handsome coffee roaster. Difficult and complicated. It's just three easy steps. Step one. Dee Dee, we start with science to make our coffee so darn handsome. Wow, we science. Every unattractive bean goes through our vintage, fully restored and customized Probot UG22 coffee roaster and comes out handsome. Ooh. Careful, it's science. Science is tricky. Step two. Our world champion barista wrangles the handsomeness right out of the bean. Wow, that's one hot brew. Want to wrangle me, too? Step Finally, the most important part. Service with a smile and slip up the handsome. Mmm, heavenly. It's the second coming of coffee. Wow, this coffee's so handsome, even I'm attracted to it. Mm. Is it me or the coffee that's so hot? It's definitely the coffee. Oh, nice. No, beans. I love flicking beans. Every cup starts right here in glamorous, sunny Los Angeles, Hollywoodland, California. Handsome coffee. They've got beans and brawn. Aw, oh, heck, let's just sing about it. Put some hot, handsome coffee to your lips. Get better looking with every sip. Try the most attractive coffee we've ever seen. It's the handsome roasted coffee beans. It's the handsome roasted coffee beans. Coffee made handsome. Hello, Warning, may cause sudden effects of handsomeness and good-lookingness. <laughs> Check them out. I love the Apple Sisters. They're very funny. Uh, ladies, okay, what else we got going here? Oh, uh, uh, we've got time to do a little bit of Nancy Lombardo comedy. Don't forget my book, Pocket Full of Confidence, available on Amazon. Order it today, A Pocket Full of Confidence, Self-Help for the Confidence Challenge. Here we go, little man. Yeah, I have to enter with the song and music and everything. Hi, I love Bob said that the TV had three channels, three channels, right? You guys don't even remember that. Okay. Yes, you did? Yes. They all know this. Okay. Carla? Carla? Carol. Carol, Carol. I'm close. But uh, uh, let me tell you something, and it might scare you when I tell you this, right? Don't be afraid of that. When I was growing up, the phone was attached to the wall. <laughs> 
conversation. It was incredible. I mean, he was like a bite. $10. I mean, he got great. had a son, and that was it. <laughs> Charlie, you're very great. I got to follow up. A very old man. Very old man, sweetheart. But it's great. Um, Alyssa, they just released a cure for insomnia. Did you hear this? Le Mis on DVD. <laughs> if the movie is too long and it sounds like a same song, then no doubt you're trapped here watching It's Le Mis. I had a dream the film would end. my husband. I met my husband the old-fashioned way. He followed me home, so I kept him. That's good. We've been married a long time. Secret to a good marriage is you got to have date nights. Date nights. Twice a week you go out. Good food, good companionship. I go Tuesdays, he goes Thursdays. He's always on some kind of new fad diet. This week it's coconuts and bananas. It's all good. Coconuts and bananas. Even if I have food, it's enough. So give it to me. Oh, he hasn't lost any weight, but boy, can he climb a tree. Go, I just look at him, go! He's so cute that way. I love it. It's good fun being married, too. And uh, more of me. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you something about myself. It wasn't easy for me growing up Puerto Rican and Italian in New York City. Never knowing at any given moment when I'd have to chase myself out of my own neighborhood. I'm a jet. I'm a shark. I'm a jet. I'm a shark. Now, my mother's from Michael, Puerto Rico, like a hurricane, sugar cane, and don't comprend, don't explain. <laughs> she was bilingual, she could speak two languages at the same time, so when I was growing up, I had no idea what she was saying. She just turned to me and started screaming, Listen, mira, no me la pego, yo no sé lo que está diciendo. And then she had these mom wisdoms that she used to give me, these mom, mom wisdoms, the cliche, the cliche, as she called it. Mira, Nancy, yo no sé si es cliche. It's going to change your life. The cork doesn't fall far from the bottle. <laughs> you got to take that bait with a honey. Every clown has a silver lining. <laughs> you know, um, she was strange, strange. She, she didn't give me good advice about finding husband. She got me to see a man like a chump. Pick out a good one, break it in, and stay away from the cheap ones, they never last. So I married a Gucci local with a cushion soul. <laughs> Together we have a man child, his name is Michael, his charity name is Run with Scissors. <laughs> I want to be there to answer all the little boy questions. I'll never forget, he's just so cute, always asking me about things. And, and I want to be honest with him. And so, um, you know, I, I didn't know how to tell, because when I was a little, my mom brushed my hair, was really curly, I go, ow, ow, and she goes, well, if you think that hurts, how do you expect to have a baby? So, <laughs> for the longest time, I thought having a hairbrush had something to do with having the baby. Now, with that in mind, I found a little-known Irish reproduction ballad that explains it all. And if you could just help me with this, okay? When I go like this, you go, hmm. There was a young sperm from the land of Testes near the Isle of Scrotum, who, like a million other 
It said, I told me wasted by the stroking of a hand, a hand, the stroking of a hand. <laughs> One day a great excitement did rise, all the sperm swam upstream. But one special lady swam the fastest in search of his chromosome dream. She had only one X and X and a Y to make a dream come true. So in he plunged the cervix, yeah, up the uterus too, up the uterus too. The river rose and he could tell that she was in the mood. A journey she did undertake, down the Olympian too. Many have surrounded her, but only one would get in. So in he plunged with a manly grin, in he plunged with a manly grin. And that is how we all begin, that is how we begin. Learned a lot today, didn't you, Charlie? Bye. 
was a great show. That was a great group of kids. All right. I'd also like to do a shout-out to another author, a very prolific one. <laughs> I think he's got 19 books to my one, but I love all of his work. Uh, check out Chris Grabenstein, G-R-A-B-E-N-S-T-E-I-N.com, www.chrisgrabenstein.com. Great children's books, too. All right. Thank you. Remember, my book is available on Amazon.com, A Pocketful of Confidence. It's a very little book, and it's ideal for anyone from 13 to 14 up, never too young, never too old, to pump up that confidence. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in today and also remind you one last time. Here we go. Oh, boy. (laughs) I've got too many things open. All right, where is it? Earth Day is coming up. All right, that is the 22nd, the 51st anniversary of Earth Day, Thursday, April 22nd. And uh, check out liveclimate.com, music with a mission. They're going to be announcing a lineup of music artists in a virtual concert to celebrate our planet and environment. For more information and updates, go to www.liveclimate.com. And uh, thank you for buying my book on Amazon, Nancy Lombardo. All right, everyone, have a good, safe day. Big kiss. Bye-bye.